We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Yeah, I think just to set the tone for the game, uh, and we knew we were going to have to take care of the ball, but also be very aggressive, particularly at the start of the game. I, I loved our offense. I thought defensively we, we weren't very good, but we were taking care of the ball, which was a big concern. And then uh, as the game went on, I thought the rebounding was huge for us. I thought low turnovers w- was, was huge. And then in the second half, the defense was a lot better. And so and we know we, we, we got to fix that. We got to be better. We got to play 48 minutes of defense. But I thought we had a number of guys step up and play well. I, I liked the way our bench played to start the fourth. Uh, I thought Deuce gave us good minutes, uh, quick hit some timely shots. Uh, Josh was a monster the whole game. Like the intangibles that he brings to the game are, you know, it's hard to measure that statistically, but it's critical. And then I thought, uh, you know, Obi gave us really good minutes. Uh, Quentin was all over the place. So we we needed everyone. It was a good, solid team win. Uh, Robert Cross with another one. First time, long time, John. Can we all agree the Knicks are better than the Cavs now? Mensa and I do. Hashtag 53 wins. Well, I don't want to disagree with Mensa. Mensa knows what he's talking about. And Mensa, Mensa commands authority, which is... I never want to disagree with Mensa. I always feel like when Mensa speaks, it's like, man, I feel like I, sh- I might want to disagree with this, but he just sounds so confident. Shout out to Mensa, the whole Casual Friday crew. I just started the pod that they dropped today. Um, I'm going to finish it tomorrow, but they've been killing it. Um, and get well better. Get, get well soon, Andrew Claudio, also. It's not the same without you. Um, and shout out to APJP producing tonight. Anyway, are the Knicks better than the Cavs? Um, I'll repeat what several people have said, including some people on the, the halftime Zoom. I don't know if they're better. They don't, but they're not afraid of the Cavs. They're just not. I think, you know, it's funny. And like the Cavs are, and this is a longer discussion for a different day. I think the Cavs are a great test case, not test case, are a great example of why it's not always about how much talent you have. It's about how the talent fits. And like, you know, Evan Mobley, is a guy who has, you know, drawn like Kevin Garnett comparisons since the day he was drafted. And like, you could see it when that dude gets the ball, he's, he has real skill to say nothing of Jared Allen. Jared Jared Allen's another guy. He has, he has absolutely real skill when for, for a center, when he gets the ball, Evan Mobley took eight shots tonight. 
He was six of eight from the field. 14 points, seven rebounds, five assists. Played 41 minutes. Because that's not his role on this team. And maybe, and you know what? Maybe that's probably for the best because Donovan Mitchell and Darius Garland, one is a guy who's going to probably be the fifth, fifth or sixth place MVP finisher. And another is a guy who was an all-star last year and could probably had an argument to be an all-star again. So like, but building a team where like everybody's strengths are being utilized to the fullest degree is hard. And I think that's part of the reason why certain, you know, there was a, a very valid argument why for as great as Donovan Mitchell is that like, maybe it wasn't the right move for the Knicks to get him this summer. And I think what you see with the Knicks and this bleeds into the Randall discussion is like, they are really, really, really well put together in terms of like, I'm not going to say everybody's talent is being maximized. Obi Toppin is a good example. He would be, you know, be better in a different kind of system. Isaiah Hardenstein, people have been yelling and screaming all year. Let this guy be the guy he was with the Clippers last year. We're finally starting to see some of that now, but you got him. Um, you know, you could even make a case about, I mean, if you want to make a case about RJ, if you want to make a case about Grimes, but for the most part, they feel like a team that is really getting the most out of what they have. And that's tough. And for that reason, I think they might be a better team than Cleveland, even if Cleveland has more talent. And I do. Th- and again, it's not that the talent doesn't fit together. Well, are they maximizing that talent? I don't, I don't know. I think it'll be a great series. I think it'll be a great series. Thanks, Robert. Appreciate you as always, man. Dan Hidalgo. I live in Cleveland. I'm sorry for your loss. Um, got to see uh, the good guys get the win live. It looks like I might just get the chance to see some Knicks playoff basketball this season. I'm like a little kid on Christmas. Let's go Knicks. Um, I kid. Cleveland's a great city. I, I dated a girl for two years uh, in college that lived in Cleveland. So I have done the New York to Cleveland round trip drive um, more times than I care to admit. It's an, it's a lovely little city. Um, and uh, I actually drove there. This is how crazy I am. When the Knicks traded for Stefan Marbury, I drove to Cleveland to see his first game uh, as a Nick playing a young LeBron James. I think LeBron was a rookie that season. He was either a rookie or second year player. I forget. I think he was a rookie. Um, but yeah, so I hope for your sake that you get to see the Knicks in person play uh, the Cavs in the playoffs. Um, and uh, I hope there's a, you know what? I hope there's a decent amount of Knicks fans. It looked like there was some Knicks fans in the crowd. Again, it's not a, it's not a crazy drive. It's a seven hour drive. You know, it's just a boring drive. I mean, there's, it's, it's four hours in Pennsylvania and there's nothing. Just nothing that whole time. But yeah, that's, that's awesome, man. Uh, thanks, Dan. Appreciate you. Dan Hidalgo with another one. Also, iHeart is a way better passer live. I thank you for saying that. I, I appreciate that. And I'm glad you said it because the passes he I'm sure seeing it, you get an appreciation for like the needles that he is threading with these passes. And I looked it up today um, after. So from the second game of the season, because he played like 40 minutes in the opener against Memphis. And uh, I think he had a few assists in that game from game two through game 48. So the game right before the Cleveland game, he was averaging in like 17 point something minutes, 18 minutes or whereabouts, or maybe it was actually less minutes. Maybe it was like 15, whatever. He was averaging 0.6 assists per game. 
which is insane when you consider this player. Since then, and he's played a few more minutes, not a crazy amount more minutes, but a few more minutes since then, since game 49, 1.8 assists per game. So he has tripled his assists per game since he has turned his season around, which again, 1.8 is not a lot, but when you consider how the Knicks offenses run and they don't run their offense traditionally through the centers, now with Julius out, I wonder if this is something they're really going to turn to more. And I think, you know, and, and Benji was and me were texting about it earlier today. The notion of Hardenstein playing more minutes, played 10 more minutes than Mitchell Robinson in the last game. He played four more minutes than Mitchell Robinson in this game. I think we're going to keep seeing Isaiah Hardenstein be the guy who they, they play more than Mitch most of the time. Um, and again, that's not a slight on Mitch. Mitch is awesome, but Hardenstein's just better right now. Thanks, Dan. Appreciate it again. <clears throat> Alex, what's going on, Alex? We have to push another game out of the top 10 wins. Man, I'm I'm going to go on so many little diatribes tonight because what, what was I doing today? I had a little bit of time to spare, so I started working on my um, top 10, and I decided I'm not going to make it top 10 wins. I, I just, And this may be a controversial thing that I do. I decided I'm going to make it top 10, and I may go top 15, actually. Top 10 most, or top 10 games in terms of impact on this season, like the top 10 games that we will remember from this season. So there's going to be some losses in there, which is why I may need to go past top 10. How do you not put this on the list? Like it has to be on there. Absolutely has to be on there. And then, and you could argue that this supersedes the Julius 57 point game because one, they got a win out of it. Two, this was on the road. Three, this was against a better team. And four, it was a one-on-one matchup and to say nothing of the other stuff that made this game special first game after Julius uh, you could honestly you could I don't know if it's one of the top five games of the year it's in contention they they this was an impressive win think just for, let's take a step back the Cavs scored four this Cavs scored more points in the first quarter in the first quarter than they had scored in any quarter in their history as a franchise and instead of backing down and backing away like so many teams would, after they just lost their all-star, the Knicks were like, that's the best you got? Bring it on. And they went out and they stomped on their face for the rest of the game. Think about it. That was a 20-point turnaround. They won this game by 14 points, and they were down by eight, I believe, in the first quarter. So 22-point turnaround. Good basketball team. Thank you, Alex. Appreciate you as always, man. Um, Ryan, best win of the season, right on cue. Ryan says it's the best of the season. Oh man, I don't know. I don't know. I, I that double overtime game. I don't even know if this was the double overtime game against Boston. I don't even know if this was the best win against the Cavs this season. That's how crazy this is. The season has been so nuts. Oh man, I. Might have been the heat or, or one of the heat games, one of the cat. It's got to be one of the heat games, one of the Cavs games or one of the Celtics games. Has to be. That the, one of those has to be the best win of the season. With all due respect to the Evan Fournier game against the Sixers and with all due respect to the Denver game and the Denver game is a big freaking win. I think the the best win of the season, the best win of the season has to be against one of those three teams has to be. Because rivalry, because situation, all kinds of things. This, I, I man, I don't know. This might be. 
This might be. Thanks, Ryan. Robert Cross with another one. First time, long time, John. Is it theoretically possible that the Knicks may be a better team than the NBA realizes? Yes. I tweaked this MSG some. Mm. I tweaked this message some. Hashtag 53 wins. You know, I, I shouted out Zach Lowe before. I'm gonna I'm gonna push, I'm gonna give him some some crap. Um uh on the on the podcast today uh that, that Zach dropped talking about uh Boston chasing Milwaukee after their big win last night for the number one seed. And he was saying, you know, with all due respect to the Cavs, facing the Sixers in the second round is a different animal. And he did not say, with all due respect to the Cavs or the Knicks. If he said, with all due respect to the Cavs or the Knicks, facing facing Philly is a different animal, I would have been okay with that. But it was just like, with all due respect to the Cavs, you know, and this was right after the Randall injury, so whatever. You know, I I love Zach, obviously. I'm screwing around. I'll give him a pass. But I, I do think to some extent the NBA, especially after the Randall injury, is maybe sleeping on what this Knicks team has has built. And again, I, I, I get it. I get it because the defense has not been this year, then been there this year, statistically at least. Although I still think this team has a big time defensive ceiling. And I think you saw that tonight. I think you saw it. I think you saw it the other night against Miami. I think you saw it in the game against Denver. And, and I think you saw it a little bit tonight. I mean, Cleveland, I mean, look, Cleveland scored 116 points. Cavs only scored 44 points in the second half. How about this? Cavs over the last three quarters tonight only scored uh, 44, 54, 64, 69 points. 69 points over the last three quarters Cleveland scored. Like, I, I still believe in this team's defensive ceiling. Offensively, I, I think is where it's going to, where the loss of Randall at times, at times is going to hurt them a lot. Can they continue to overcome it with three-point shooting, with Jalen Brunson being, as you call him, a superstar, and with Emmanuel Quickly, R.J. Barrett, and maybe a little bit of Quentin Grimes stepping up into bigger roles than they're accustomed to? Um, we've seen quickly do it. We've seen RJ do it. Maybe not as much this season, but we've seen RJ do it. And we've kind of seen Grimes do it recently. That's going to be the, if they could do that, then yeah, this team is absolutely better than NBA realizes. Thanks Robert. As always. Haitian Farag, what's going on? Haitian Cleveland doesn't want this smoke. No, they don't. Tibbs got backed into a corner and unleashed the dogs who said he can't adjust shot for shot in the first half defense, second half. Put some respect on the damn Knicks. I love you. How you always shout out the coach. You're the one guy who consistently does it. I appreciate it. Um, Again, to me, like everything we saw tonight in terms of the rotations, in terms of who started, in terms of who closed halves, in terms of how they're playing, in terms of what they're trying to accomplish. Like, you know, to me, it's not about playing perfectly. Like, you're not always going to execute perfectly. Obviously, you're not always going to execute perfectly. Shots aren't always going to go down. You may overhelp this or that. But, like, finding a possession that isn't a well-planned possession 
on either end of the floor. How many shots did the Knicks take tonight that were bad shots? Or point me to the offensive possession where you're like, man, what the hell are they doing there? What, what, are, what are they trying to get out of this? Like, there's always going to be poor offensive possessions for sure. But everything they do is so well thought out and purposeful and attempts to attempts. Macau Macau had 42 tonight. Jesus Um, attempts to play to their strengths. And then defensively, it's like, yeah, you know, again, you're helping off maybe too much here and there, and it's going to yield some open threes. It's playing the odds. It's playing the odds that at the end of the day, a team is not going to shoot all that much more than 40% from three. Um, And you're going to take away what a team wants to do. And what what this team wants to do is they they want to get, you know, obviously they'd like to shoot open threes from Donovan Mitchell and Darius Garland, but those guys also want to penetrate, you know, and, and get the ball to their bigs and the whole thing. And that's what the defense is designed to take away. Are you going to give up the occasional open three to the Lamar Stevens and the Chetty Osmonds of the world? Yeah, you are. And you know what? If that's how you wind up losing a playoff series, you tip your cap, you know, um, it's the NBA in 2023. You can't take away everything. And I appreciate what they are attempting to do defensively. And I, I think, uh, as, as you note, they are a well-coached team with a coach who could adjust. Thanks, Haitian, as always. Appreciate you, man. Roger Fortune. What's going on, Roger? I wish I could watch the stream tonight, but Brunson is that guy and the hearts on this team have stolen my heart. What a win. Great win. Amazing win. They've stolen all of our hearts. What additions? And and um, I alluded to it at the top. I'll say it again in more explicitly. The front office. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm always the one to praise the coach. The front office, man. They went out and th- look, say whatever you want about how they got Jalen Brunson. They got Jalen Brunson and they got him on what now looks like one of the best bargain contracts in the NBA. Went out and got Isaiah Harnstein, signed them both this summer. Went out and drafted with the 25th pick two years in a row. Emmanuel quickly and Quentin Grimes. Jericho Sims with the 58th pick. Deuce McBride with 36 pick. Um, Traded for Josh Hart. Traded what's going to wind up being the 20. What is the Knicks pick going to wind up being? That's a good question. As of right now, the Knicks pick would wind up being the one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Would be the 23rd pick in the draft. Yeah. I'd say it's a pretty good deal. Um, Yeah. So for Josh Hart and... You know, and maybe the biggest move of all didn't trade Julius Randle when his value is at his lowest. So shout out to them for that. Thanks, Roger. Appreciate you. Uh, Hannibal Miles, how do you go from the worst to the best backup center in the league? Hashtag iHeart. You get healthy. I'll steal iHeart what he said. I can move now. That's all it is. He's healthy. Pretty good. Pretty good player. And we got him next year, too, on a pretty good, decent contract. <clears throat> kind of wish we signed to a three-year deal. I'll be honest. Thanks, Hannibal.
For over 30 years, the law offices of Weiss and Rosenblum in New York City has been home to a team of award-winning, hard-hitting injury attorneys who have a long track record of seven-figure results. Whether you've been injured in a car accident, fall, construction accident, or other traumatic event, Weiss and Rosenblum will work tirelessly to maximize the award, regardless of the severity of your injury, and get you and your family the fair and just compensation you deserve. Call Weiss and Rosenblum today at 212-366-6100. Again, that's 212-366-6100 or visit weissandrosenblum.com for more information. No case is too big or too small. Personal attention to your matter is a priority. Once more, call 212-366-6100. Previous results do not guarantee future outcomes. If you think you might have a case, speak with a veteran attorney, not a rookie. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's up, Knicks fans? Quick break to tell you about HelloFresh. With HelloFresh, you get farm-fresh pre-portioned ingredients and seasonal recipes delivered right to your doorstep. Skip trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. That's why it's America's number one meal kit. You've got New Year's goals, and HelloFresh is here to help you achieve them. Take control of your time and budget with delicious recipes delivered right to your door. Looking for an easy way to eat well and save money this year? Cut back on expensive takeout and delivery and get started with HelloFresh. You'll love how easy, fun, and affordable it is to whip up a restaurant-quality meal right in your own kitchen. With fast and fresh recipes, HelloFresh's latest line of meals featuring robust flavors and filling portions are ready in less than 50 minutes. Enjoy taste and quality done quick with recipes like falafel power bowls, seared steak and potatoes with béarnaise sauce, or southwest pork and bean burritos. If you know anything about me, you know that I'm not the greatest when it comes to cooking. Thankfully, I found a life partner that loves her time in the kitchen and loves putting together these elaborate meals. Unfortunately, with her schedule working at a school all day and my schedule covering sports all night, we rarely have time to go to the grocery store together. Well, HelloFresh has made it possible for us to do all the grocery shopping for the week right from the comfort of our living room. In fact, just last night when I was editing the latest KFS pod, she was putting together two plates of Presto Pesto Panko Chicken with roasted potatoes and green beans. We were able to do dinner and a movie without even leaving the comfort of our own home. And this is just one of several delicious HelloFresh meal options with cook and prep time taking less than an hour. When you've got busy, conflicting schedules like ours, you don't have to go out for dinner and a movie. Instead, it comes right to you. Don't hesitate 
dictate. Head to HelloFresh.com slash FilmSchool60 and use code FilmSchool60 for 60% off plus free shipping. Again, that's HelloFresh.com slash FilmSchool60 and use code FilmSchool60 for 60% off plus free shipping. HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit. What's up, Knicks fans? Quick break to tell you about Game Time. Is there an upcoming event you're trying to get tickets to? Whether it be tickets to one of the final home games of the Knicks season, or maybe it's a concert or a comedy show. Whatever it is, buying tickets to your favorite events shouldn't be stressful. Game Time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater near you. With killer deals on last-minute tickets and their best price guarantee, you can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped up for the fun you're going to have. Currently browsing through the Game Time app and I see all the events coming up in the area, whether it be the Knicks home game against the Miami Heat on Wednesday or home opener tickets for the Mets and Yankees, the Game Time app is so easy to navigate. You can search by category like sports, music, or shows, or search by teams like the Yankees, Islanders, or Knicks. I have to say that my favorite feature is the full 3D peripheral view you get whenever you select a seat. Just select a seat that's within your price range, move the phone from left to right, and get a good idea of the view you'll have during the event. Game Time is the place for last-minute ticket deals. Forget planning months in advance. Game Time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. Get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy, theater, and more. The Game Time guarantee means you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section and row for less, Game Time will credit you 110% of the difference. Game Time is also the fastest growing ticketing app in the country, and for a good reason. As I mentioned, get images of your seat before you buy so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. Buy tickets in a matter of seconds, just two taps and you're set. Tickets are then sent directly to your phone so you never have to dig through your email. Snag the tickets without the stress with GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use promo code FILMSCHOOL for $20 off your first purchase. Again, create an account and redeem code FILMSCHOOL for $20 off. Download GameTime today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. Um, Robert Cross with another one. Robert is on fire tonight, as I knew he would be. Uh, it's your boy, John. I am fairly confident the Knicks will beat Boston or the 76ers to go to the Eastern Conference Finals. Do you think it's premature to be looking at the Bucks? Hashtag 53 wins. Robert, um, perhaps someone needs to tell you how NBA seeding works. So, the... Uh, Knicks are in the five seed. If you believe that the Knicks are going to remain in the five seed and you believe the Knicks are going to beat the Cleveland Cavaliers in the first round, they will be facing the Milwaukee Bucks in all likelihood in the second round. And that is because for, um, and if you want to go listen to, to Zach and uh, who did he have on today? Goldsberry, Kirk Goldsberry does great work. Um, they talked about it a little bit. So the Bucks, as of right now, or excuse me. So Boston is a game and a half back because Boston uh, won tonight. Um, who did Boston beat? Boston beat Utah. So Boston beat Utah tonight. Um, they're a game and a half back on Milwaukee. Milwaukee has the tiebreaker against Boston. Now that is important. However, they here are their games that they have remaining versus Philly on Sunday. Tough game at Washington. Not looking great. If you want a Bucks loss versus Chicago, 
That's an ESPN game versus Memphis. Tough game, depending on if Memphis is playing a win. And then they finish the season at Toronto. That game at the end of the season against Toronto could potentially be a massive game. Um, and again, other than maybe the Wizards game and maybe the Bulls game, the Bucks could certainly lose to Philly. They could lose to Memphis. They could lose to Toronto. The if the Celtics tie them, they the the Celtics finish with the tiebreaker. So let's just say, for argument's sake, the Bucks or the Bucks go three and two in their last five. In that scenario. If they go three and two, I want to make sure I get this right. Um, I believe, well, let's see here. So here, well, let me go through this first. So this is who the Celtics have left. Celtics at Philly, Toronto, Toronto, Atlanta. So the the Celtics don't have a bargain schedule either. Um, The point is, if these two teams finish tied, the Celtics get the tiebreaker. But for the Celtics to finish tied with the Bucks, like let's say the Celtics go three and one in those four games, which is probably about the best they're going to do to finish with 57 wins. The Bucks would would need to go three and 57 wins. Yeah, the Bucks would need to go three and two to finish ahead. So if the Bucks go three and two, the Celtics would need to go undefeated for the rest of the season to get ahead of Milwaukee. So the likelihood, the likelihood is that Milwaukee is going to be your one seed. And the Knicks are going to wind up facing the Bucks in the first round or the second round. If they, if they get there, if they get there, if they get there, not counting any, any chickens. We, we still got to get the five seed, Robert. Talk about counting chickens before they're hatched. Jesus. Um, Mm, that's tough. I, can Boston go undefeated? No, wait a minute. Hold on. I misspoke. If Boston gets to 57, they go three and one. Yeah, no, Milwaukee needs, sorry. Milwaukee needs to get, they need to get to 58, So, but they could go three and two. Yeah. Okay. Thanks, Rob. Appreciate you. Kevin Danishevsky. What's going on, Kev? That might have been the best game I've seen a Knicks center play since Tyson Chandler. Isaiah Hardenstein was unreal, not to be outdone by Jalen Brunson. Two free throws away from 50 playoffs. I was at when he missed those free throws. That's all I all I was like, oh, my God, please, please win the game. So I I don't we don't have to talk about the free throws on the postgame. But yes, two free throws away from from 50. Um, um, Best game seen a Knicks center play. Now, Mitch has had some. Mitch has had some bangers. Like Mitch, Mitch Robinson has had. Mitch Robinson has had games. Where he looks like he's the best defensive center in the NBA. Now, Hardenstein is probably going to be the best defensive player in the in the defensive center in the NBA that plays tonight. Um. Was it? Let's go. Was it the best? Was it the best performance by a Knicks center this season? I would really have to go back and look at. It was certainly, I think, Hardenstein's best game of the season. I would have to go back and look and see if Mitch has played a better game. It's in the conversation, though. I feel like that's an interesting one, Kev. That's interesting. Appreciate you as always, man. 
Uh, Anthony Sixto, I love this team. Every setback they experience, they've turned into an opportunity for growth. That's the story of the team. That is why tonight, if you are a if you're a person who likes themes, um, the Knicks overcoming adversity. That is the theme of the season. And has there been a better example of that theme than tonight with this win? There's your argument for this being the win of the year. And that's honestly your argument for this being the best Knicks team this century. Um, so we got four games left. Knicks have, what do they have now? They have 45 wins, man. 12 games over 500. <laughs> Three game winning streak. Um, I'm, I'm already worried about Sunday. I'll say this though about this team for as much as they overcome adversity. It's amazing when they have these wins where you're and, and then they get on these little stretches where you're like, man, this is the, this team's the greatest thing since sliced bread. When we get to that, like euphoric crescendo level, oftentimes they lose the next game. <laughs> um, you know, and again, Washington's not out of it yet, even though they lost tonight. They're, they're three games back of the bulls who won. So Washington essentially needs to win out. Um, they, I don't believe they. I think they didn't play Beal or Kuzma tonight. I don't. We'll see if they play those guys in two days. Whatever. I'm getting ahead of myself. Um, you know, so they could they could wind up with 49 wins. If I had to bet on it right now, I'd probably bet that they wind up with 48 wins. Um, which means that we got the five seed. Uh. But I, I, I really do think that that's your argument for this being the best Nick team, even though they, they're going to finish whatever, five or six wins short of the, or four wins short, whatever, of the of the 2012-13 team. Um, this team has been inspirational. They've been inspirational. Is the best word I could use. Thank you, Anthony. Appreciate it, man. Dead Wards, Dead Ward 604. Um, I wouldn't be shocked if Donovan Mitchell requests a trade to the Knicks in the offseason just so that Jalen Brunson can no longer haunt his dreams. Uh, no, nah, that's not going to happen. I, I, I know you're being facetious, but yeah, I, look. The Cavs, man, I, I don't think I gave enough credit to this when we, me and Andrew recorded the Patreon pod on which, which teams have the most uh, pressure on them or which players have the most pressure on them heading into the, the, the season, the postseason. If the Cavs lose to the Knicks, that's a, that will be a tough pill for the Cavs to swallow just because they don't have any obvious improvement mechanisms because they've traded away all their assets, unless they want to do something crazy, like put Garland on the table or Allen on the table, which, you know, I, I don't know what that could get you. Um, or you want to start to turn, this thing more over to Evan Mobley. But again, that's what I talked about before. If you turn more of it over to Evan Mobley, then that means someone, someone else's mouth isn't getting fed as much. So, um, yeah, I, I don't know. I, we'll see what Mitchell does. He's a free agent two years from now. We'll see. Seven Knicks in double figures tonight. That's awesome. That's really cool. Uh, Robert Cross with another one. Madman, Robert Cross. First time, long time, John, as you exited or are are you excited as I am to watch 
Big Thread Ben unpack this game tomorrow. Hashtag 53 wins. My favorite moments of every week when there's a big Friday night win are the the first Benji text um, on Saturday at around what is it? Saturday at sundown or Saturday? Is there a certain time? I don't, I don't really know. Uh, I should probably figure that out, but yeah, his first, his first tweet. I wonder what it's going to be tomorrow. This is going to be great. Thanks Robert. I may have to write a newsletter tonight. Shit. Um, Carolina Knicks fan. You're telling me that Donovan scored 40. The Cavs had over a hundred points. We're missing our second star player and we still won this fucking team. Hashtag Jalen Brunts him. Hashtag let's go Knicks. Can't really add anything to that. This team here. I will add something to that. This team could win in different ways. And that is another reason why they are a dangerous, dangerous team in the playoffs. They can take what, whatever kind of game that you want to play they can play that game. And again, they may not always come out on top, but it's not like, oh, the Knicks want to slow it down. No, they don't. You could... Yep, you want to play fast? Let, again, they want to dance? Let's dance, motherfucker. Um, they could play fast. They could play slow. They could grind it out. They And they could play multiple styles within games. They have the ability with the different lineups that they throw out there to completely change the complexion of a game. Like this game, the the first quarter of this game featured more points scored than in any game in the NBA this season. Right? Literally more scoring than in any game this season. And then between the same two teams, same two, this thing turned into a grind fest giving up 16 points to the Cleveland Cavaliers in the fourth quarter. And you know why? Because who did the Knicks start the fourth quarter with on the floor? Deuce McBride and Josh Hart and Emmanuel quickly. And, and RJ Barrett was playing some defense or either him or Quentin Grimes. Like, and Isaiah Hartenstein doing Isaiah Hartenstein things on defense. Like good luck scoring as that team. They could switch it up on you and they're comfortable doing it. You know, you know, so they don't get unnerved. They, they, God knows it hasn't happened maybe in a while, but you get them down big, they'll, they'll still come back. It's a great team, man. It's a great team. Thank you, Carolina Knicks fan. Uh, Sam Garcia, what's going on, Sam? What's going uh, to the whole Garcia clan? Jalen Brunson versus Donovan Mitchell is round one. Is going to be like watching John Cena versus The Rock at WrestleMania 28 once in a lifetime. Um, okay, here's what I'll say. I know who those two people are. I know John Cena. I see him in commercials now. I think he was in a commercial with a cow or something. I obviously know who The Rock is. Um, the last WrestleMania I watched... I'm pretty sure featured. Oh man, let me see if I could name five different people in the last the last WrestleMania I watched. Probably featured the Undertaker. Probably featured Bret the Hitman Hart. Uh, I think it featured Ric Flair. Um, did it fe- might have featured Hulk Hogan? Might have featured Hulk Hogan. Can I name one more guy? The Ultimate Warrior. 
There it is. The ultimate warrior. And that's all I got. That's the last time I watched WrestleMania. So I don't, I don't know how long ago that was. If anybody wants to fact check, when's the last time those five guys were in the same WrestleMania? Yeah. Good reference though. Appreciate you. CT Pittman. What a freaking game. Yes, absolutely, man. It, it, this team is just, it's amazing. Can I just say in your honor, the eternal MVP of the post game, CT Pittman. Um, it is amazing to me that this team that threw 23 games, I'll always, I'll, I'll I again doing talking about doing a top 10 games list, top 15 games list in terms of most impactful games. I was thinking about it before. I'm not, it's not going to be, I don't think it's going to be number one, but there is an argument that the Mavs game, the first Mavs game on December 3rd, should be the number one, like number one on that list. Because when I think back to this season, 5, 10, 15, 20 years from now, I got to be honest with you, I'm probably going to think about that December 3rd Mavs game first above any of these wins because that was the game it, that game it felt like that game broke them it felt like Tibbs was getting fired maybe Leon Rose was on his way out the door after that they were going to trade everybody this and the other thing maybe pivot into a tank start the Johnny Bryan era this and the other thing through 23 games they had some good wins in that span the West Coast trip a couple other ones the, the, the Philly game where they, they it was fan fiction for the fourth quarter, right? With the Randall OB lineup. Um, like they had some good wins, but like that first 23 games was such a miserable experience to the point that even a month and a half later, the the negativity from that early season start had still was still so it had it was so powerful and it had permeated so deep that after that Lakers game, that Laker loss in overtime, which was again a month and a half after the, that that first Dallas game. I sat on here and I was getting super chats, fire Tibbs, trade Randall, for, like blow this team up, you know, um, because that's how much negativity there was through the first twenty three games, which is almost a third of the season. Um, hold on, Andrew just texted me. You don't see John Cena in commercials. You can't see him. And then there's a gif of John Cena waving his hand in front of his face. And he's wearing like a green shirt. It was a cartoon. I don't know what that's about. Um, anyway, yeah. So they flipped the season on its head. Um, incredible year. Just an incredible year. I, I no, no other year like it that I could remember in watching professional sports for sure. Thanks, CT. Appreciate you as always, man. Uh, BK, BNY 98. What a team win. I love the Knicks offense without Randall. They're so much fun. They move the ball and they play fast. Brunson is so good. I heart was huge. Um, they moved. I mean, I was, I got a little pushback on the halftime because I was like, i said the same thing that you said. A lot of ball movement, guys moving ball moves, passes, yada, yada, yada. And then uh, shout out uh, Mr. Crockett, my friend, was like, well, the respect, like there was a lot of dribbling by Brunson. At some, like Every NBA team needs to create advantages. Like you can't just, it, like passing alone is not, 
going to get you anywhere. You have to have somebody that creates the advantage for the Knicks, a Knicks team without Jalen or without Julius Randle. The only real way that they're going to create an advantage is with Jalen Brunson doing Jalen Brunson things, which involves a lot of dribbling because like love RJ Barrett. I love Emmanuel quickly. Those guys are not really advantage creators, like even quickly through his emergence quickly is like he's crafty in in a, in a kind of a poor man's Brunson way. And he could, he could, I'm not going to say he can't create He obviously can create advantages, but I, I feel like the way Brunson creates advantages is a little bit more advanced at this point. Um, and the difference is that if you give Brunson the ball and Brunson dribbles a lot, he's either getting a good shot or you're getting a good look from somebody else. Cause he's just, he's that skilled. Um, quickly is not at the point where like that always happens yet. It happens a lot though. So yeah, 